this is Craig Ansell from the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Welcome back to our first episode of our second year of podcasting, episode 31. Today's episode, how to get a better performance review. You know, we're so proud to be with you for over a year now. It's been a struggle to get through the year because there's been a lot of ups and a lot of downs. But there's one thing to celebrate for sure. Together, we've survived one of the toughest years yet. Not just socially, but medically and economically as well. For us here at Career Growth Made Easy Podcast and CraigAnsell.com, we've survived our first year of business. It too was filled with a lot of ups and downs. First time web creation, editing, upkeep, learning podcast equipment and software for recording and editing, to getting the word out and finding our way on social media. By the way, you can reach us at Craig Ansell on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And new for 2021, we're adding Twitter for more interaction with us. We look forward to the conversation. Speaking of survival and coupling it with celebration, I have an announcement to make. We have an all-new digital product called Craig Ansell's Resume Masterclass, just released last month. What makes this class different from all the others? A great number of things. First, I followed and kept current with the latest winning resume trends over the past 10-plus years. I've worked directly with resume students, hiring and interviewing managers, and even human resource professionals. And to top it off, the class includes some recruiter feedback. Your time and attention are valuable. The Resume Masterclass is laid out in six easy-to-follow step-by-step modules. The longest module is about 15 minutes. Progress at your own pace. With the Resume Masterclass, you can build a resume from scratch, update your existing resume, or completely redesign it. You don't need to spend hundreds or perhaps thousands of dollars on a one-time-use resume writing service. Talking about resume writing services, here's some feedback from Rob, an engineer for a Fortune 500 company. In uncertain times, I wanted to be prepared should a job shift occur. So I tried a resume writing service. It was crap. When I complained, they gave me a senior resume writer. More crap. When Craig described the Resume Masterclass course content, he provided more knowledge and value to me than the Resume Writing Service did during the whole process. You get lifetime access to my Resume Masterclass. Upon signing up, you can use it to immediately build, update, or redesign your resume. By the way, if you're serious about getting that next interview, a single generic resume just won't cut it anymore you should have a job-targeted, specific resume for each application. It's not as bad as it sounds. I'll walk you through what to keep on your resume and what to update. Finally, if you have a completed resume, but it's not getting the traction or interview callbacks you'd like, you can use this class to make sure your resume is set up for the best chances for success. There's a number of do's and don'ts when it comes to online resume submission and in-person reviews that could make or break your chances. Go to rmcenroll.com today to find out more and sign up. Now, back to our first episode on year two of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. As a reminder, this is episode 31, How to Get a Better Performance Review. 
This episode was inspired from a question posed to their manager during an employee's end-of-year performance review. It was asked, what do you have to do around here to receive a better-than-average rating? If you can relate, stay tuned, because we're going to take a deep dive into that question. We're going to uncover ways to avoid the need to use that statement. We're going to turn the tables and focus on ourselves and learn how to better prepare for our end-of-year performance review. First off, let me say, in my early work days, similar words likely came out of my mouth. From my first-time job at McDonald's, to working in a carpet and rug store, moving into college, and eventually getting a professional position in a company, you never know what type of manager or supervision you're going to work for. Most of us are just very thankful, especially in today's COVID times, to have a job at all. And sometimes it's really difficult to know how to please or even satisfy your management that you report to. What changed for me and why did it change over the years? Well, I worked for a variety of managers over my time. And what I noticed was that just being average and just doing the status quo wasn't what I was interested in. Yes, I wanted to fulfill my obligations and my duties for my position, the company that I worked for, but I also wanted to strive to do more and give back more to the company and show them that I cared and was interested in growth. If you're in that situation where you feel like you're not only meeting the minimum standards, but you're striving and attempting to excel at what you do, then you're in the right place listening to this podcast. Sometimes we look within ourselves and say, hey, I can do this, I can do that, and I should be seen as an up-and-comer. I should be seen as someone that's uh, performance-driven and uh, ready for promotion in the next uh, interview or the next um, performance round. But the problem is when we're looking inside ourselves, we keep trying to push ourselves and we keep trying to better ourselves without realizing that we need to treat our supervisor, our manager as the customer and deliver to them something of value, something of quality. So the best way is to look at your job description and make sure you're meeting those minimum requirements for sure. But really, it's a good opportunity to sit down with your manager, not during your monthly, excuse me, not during your annual review, but in the interim, in the mid part of the year and say, hey, I would just like to speak to you on my performance and, you know, bounce some ideas off you and get some feedback from you. Please let me tell, uh, please tell me candidly what you're seeing in me and my performance and how I might improve to do better for the company. I think honestly, sitting back, very few of us can say that we've gone up to our supervisor or manager and just asked for a one-on-one few minutes together to get kind of like an interim update or an interim performance review. No, you're not brown-nosing or kissing their butts. You're simply wanting, if you're being genuine, you're simply wanting to know where you stand so that you have a chance for improvement before the end of your performance review rolls around. Now, you might say, how can I apply the information that I've received in one of those uh, interim performance reviews? And the key thing there is to really listen to what the manager or supervisor is saying and take down key notes where you can improve, where you might have some shortcomings, and also where you're strong so you know know, what the company sees as far as a value and a benefit to them. Finally, you need to be able to read somebody's body language, right? If you're fortunate to either have a a video 
uh, remote conference or in person with social distancing, there are still some social cues that people give off to let you know if they're interested in the conversation and maybe what some of your pain points are, some of the difficulties they're having with working with you or managing you. So try to read into those things. And when you see those head nods or those crossed arms across the chest, meaning that they're kind of closed-minded and shut down, stop and ask a probing question or two. If you remember, probing questions mean they're open-ended questions. You don't just want to get yes or no answers. You want to get detailed responses. So, you know, if you said, hey, am I doing everything necessary that the job requires? That's called a closed-ended question, and your response might be yes, no, maybe. But if you say, hey, what are some areas that I could improve in to provide better value to this company? That's an open-ended question. Also, could you tell me with what you've seen in my past year's performance, some areas that I've seen as stronger in, some areas that I maybe am weaker in or need to improve, and then some areas that I'm meeting um, or achieving expectations. That way you've got something to balance out to see what they see as your highlights, maybe some potential lowlights or areas for improvement, and then where you're kind of status quo and meeting the average, you're being acceptable. Now, by the way, to set the record straight, there's plenty of companies out there that use rating systems from 1 to 5 or 1 to 10, where with the 1 to 5, 3 is average. Many companies, even Fortune 500 companies, can tell you that a rating of 3 or average is acceptable and there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever and that you could go years, in fact, your entire career receiving 3s on your performance review and you would do well with the company. Now, If you are someone that likes to achieve, maybe consider yourself an overachiever or someone that strives for perfection by chance, which, by the way, perfection can hurt you too. More on that later. But if you're someone that strives to be an overachiever, you might be targeting that 3.5 or 4 if you have those partial ratings, and you need to find out how to get there. So by asking those probing, open-ended questions, it could be a way to show you the path to growth within the company. Also, when you get that feedback and it talks about the things that you might uh, have areas of weakness or areas where you're least developed, you need to take them seriously. If your company has any types of training programs or um, monetary um, reward systems for taking those classes, or even if they're willing to uh, support partial payment towards that training or coaching, you should work with your management to try and get that training booked over the next six months or year. By them recognizing that you're looking to better yourself and improve your areas of potential weakness, that is going to show that you're looking to, to develop internally, personally, as well as professionally, and they're going to be supportive of you in most cases. Now, there's going to be a few uh, companies out there, and maybe this is your situation, that don't support additional education or training at this time due to tight budgets, right, in the economy. So if you have the opportunity to take some online training classes or, you know, listen to some podcasts like this that hopefully better you in your personal and professional life, then go ahead and do that. But Be selective with what you spend your time with so that you know you're getting the best value, the best bang for the buck for your time. I actually add those types of training classes to my resume, whether they're company paid for or personally paid for. One example I gave in the Resume Masterclass, actually, is talking about Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. 
I purchased that and my wife and I went through that years ago, but it was extremely helpful in helping us learn how to build a budget, how to get out of debt, and how to plan for the future, including saving up for retirement. You might ask, Craig, what does this have to do with you know my end-of-year performance review? Well, two things. One, it goes on your resume. Number two, why does it go on your resume and what does it have to do with your performance review? The, the answer is, is that you're bettering yourself talking about financials, talking about budgeting, and many companies like to say, we want you to treat this company as if you owned it. Therefore, if you're good at personal budgeting, then you can take that and turn that into professional budgeting or spending your company's money wisely in the role that you play, whether you're an individual contributor, meaning you're at the working level, or you're in supervision or management, it's very critical that you monitor your budgets and um, set them up accordingly to spend with effectiveness and for value add to the company, but also realize if you're overspending. Finally, when you have your performance view, and hopefully you have some type of discussion or interaction at the mid part of your year, you have to ask yourself, what outcome are you looking for? Don't just go in and ask random questions. Kind of do a mock interview with someone else, maybe your family, your friend, a colleague, or just, you know, sit down alone and record it and listen to yourself. What kind of confidence do you have in your voice? What kind of questions are you asking when you're talking about this outcome you're looking for? And what if the other person, the supervisor or manager that you're discussing this with, gives you some negative news or some hard-to-swallow information? You have to be prepared to take that information, process it, and respond effectively. If you just sit there kind of with your head in your hands or with your head down taking that criticism, whether it's constructive or not, it's not going to be a very effective session. But the old saying, you have two ears and one mouth. It's better to listen twice as much than it is to speak. So after you ask the question and you get the feedback, resist the urge to pop in with a defensive statement and just process what you've heard. You might even want to say, I'd like to take some notes for a moment. That might actually work out for the better of you so that your supervisor or manager sees that you're wholeheartedly interested in improvement, and maybe this is something that none of the other employees do or take seriously, and you might have bettered your chances for your next performance review or even be considered down the road for a supervision or management position of leadership because you started to show that you're taking things seriously and wanting to improve. What else do we have out there to help us with this? Your past performance reviews have golden information available if you know what to look at. Remember, the company hired you for a specific set of tasks, roles, or responsibilities. It's not only what you're doing, but it's also how you're doing it. You have to be careful how you get these tasks completed. That's how professional you are, how well you communicate with others, and how well you communicate with your peers and coworkers. So take a look at your last performance review. That's the most critical because it's the most recent. And then go back a couple months, couple years if you have it, and see if there's any recurring themes, any recurring comments. They might be something that uh, nag at you or bite at you. That might mean that that's a certain temperament or personality trait that you're carrying. And if it's, if it's something that's negative, mark it down as something to work on for calendar year 2021. 
And if you're not certain how to handle it or don't even understand your performance reviews, either the most current or the past, please, we're happy to receive some of those. You can remove your name from it and just, you know, first name only, send it in. We're happy to work with you through email. And depending on the types of questions we get, we might even put a podcast together to talk about some of the specific performance reviews. We would only share your name with the audience if you've approved it. You can send information to info at craigancel.com. That's C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L. And finally, going back to the beginning of this episode, why was this episode inspired? It was inspired because the statement, or rather the question was asked to a manager, what do you have to do around here to receive better than average rating? We're going to close with, you shouldn't be surprised when your end of your performance review comes. And what I mean by that is, you know the end of the year is approaching, you know you're likely to have an annual performance review or whatever the regular period of time is, you should have a relative idea of what you're going to discuss and what your performance is going to be. If you're in a situation, like many companies, where the employee writes their own performance review and then the manager gets to review it, agree, disagree, or modify it, you should keep a strong record of your achievements, not only your tasks roles, responsibilities, but any specific accomplishments that you've made over the year. Because it's not just enough to say, I completed my tasks acceptably, or I did what was asked of me. That's too generic. You want to look at any special circumstances or situations that came up where you really shined and make sure that you highlight those. Then, when you discuss it with your manager, listen carefully. Remember, two ears, one mouth approach. I hope this episode was helpful in some way to get you geared up for 2021. And I look forward to any feedback, comment, or information that you might have. And you can send, especially with regard to this episode, number 31, you can send some of your performance review information to us if you have questions. Again, that's info at craigansell.com. In closing, I wanted to remind you about our brand new for 2021, Craig Ansell's Resume Masterclass. We're proud to release it, and here's a small breakdown of what you'll get inside. In Module 1, you'll discover the best recommendations for margins, page length, font types, and sizes, as well as effectively placing your content. In Module 2, you'll brainstorm content that will later be used to populate your resume. You'll explore your background for any and all things that could show you as a beneficial hire to a future employer. Next, in Module 3, you'll target a job. You'll learn how to think from your future employer's perspective and answer the question that's inside their head. Why should I hire you? With Module 4, you'll learn about a dozen resume section headings. You'll represent your highlighted achievements with clear headings that best align with the targeted job. In Module 5, it's titled Showcase Your Value. This is where you'll create update, or redesign your resume to clearly showcase your value to a future employer. And in Module 6, the final module, it's called the Pre-Submission Checklist. You'll check for technical errors and prepare your resume for online submission and reader review. You can grab this lifetime resume masterclass access at rmcenroll.com now. Pretty cool, huh? If you're not sure, go to rmcenroll.com now and check out some of the testimonials. The class content has helped high school students build their first resume. College students target a highly sought-after job and win an interview. 
all the way up to professionals, including those in Fortune 500 companies. A quick note. As your work experience grows, many times so does your resume content and length. Your resume needs to be clean, clear, and concise. If it's too lengthy or has too much content, it could be an eyesore and get discarded. Learn how to overcome that and only load your achievements that align with your targeted job. Finally, if your career path changes or the economy downsizes and you find the need to repurpose yourself and your resume, you can do that too with the Resume Masterclass. The easy-to-follow structure is laid out so that you can come back as often as you need to refocus on a newly targeted job. Thank you for celebrating one year of podcast broadcast with us and the new release of my Resume Masterclass at rmcenroll.com. Again, you can email us at any time at info at craigansell.com. Then there's our website, craigansell.com, and we're at social media at craigansell for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And we're excited to announce in 2021, we're adding Twitter. That way we'll be able to have more conversations with you and learn more about your needs and helping you grow in 2021. Remember, we're here to help. If you have a career growth question or struggle, please write in. We'll do our best to help you out, and we might even be able to put a podcast episode together because if you're struggling, others may be in a similar situation and could benefit too. Wishing you peace and health for the new year. This has been Craig Ansell for the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. (laughs) 